Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Yeah, we are live for the second week from the Hill Country here in Texas. It's Help, I'm Retired, where uh, I guess each week we look at opportunities and obstacles and detours encountered when one retires. To help us navigate through all of that, the intellectual half of the crew, my partner in Hilton Head, South Carolina, Craig Ryder. Thank you for the compliment. I'm doing great this morning. Good down here. It actually hasn't hit 90 yet, which is a good thing. and uh, watching the boats head out with the parasailers and the uh, jet skis and the stand-up paddle boarders, so it's uh, it's uh, nice nice to watch other people exercise. Yeah, we don't we don't have uh, we don't have open water like we had to look at when we lived up in the western basin in Port Clinton, but uh, we live on the river and it's beautiful and we're looking at ducks and antelope and deer and all kinds of things. It, every morning we sit out on the porch and watch. And it's been cooler the last two days than we really expected. They were anticipating the high 90s, and we uh, we just barely hit 90 yesterday. It was cloudy most of the day. Nice breeze going, so it was, it was good weather. Craig, you've got a guest this morning. Yes, uh, my my good friend and financial advisor Jeff Goyette, who is uh, has been uh, we're uh, weaving our way through the minefields of, of uh, retirement and and setting up, as, as Jeff would say, some blocking and tackling and for anticipating situations that might come up and how we respond to them. And I think one of the things that I really appreciate is the, 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 the his ability to look forward and to make sure that we, uh, you know, have things in place um, before they actually need to be in place or at least we'll know what we need to be in place. And so uh, it becomes highly recommended from uh, from a very discerning a friend of ours down here, former bank CEO and, and financial person who uh, recommended Jeff and uh, been nothing but delighted. So welcome, Jeff. Good morning. And I, uh, unlike the view of uh, of on the river or uh, watching the paddle boarders, they're repaving my parking lot. So on the, uh, in the financial capital of the world in Enola, Pennsylvania, today is the day where we get uh, repaved. So uh, a good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Jeff. Nice to have you with us this morning. Hey, you know, Jeff, thinking about money seems to consume a lot of energy, uh, the part of retirees. What what um, what do you notice about people that come to you uh, to talk about planning financially for their retirement or once they're in retirement uh, financially? Well, I think the, the main thing we see, and it, it's a reoccurring theme, is that people that are approaching retirement can, uh, tend to think of the dollars only. Is that do you know? Are we doing everything we can to maximize our savings to contribute money to the 401k or put money aside? And that is extremely important. Is that to to try to build that nest egg as large as possible? But the 
the reality of once you get into retirement and uh, try to wean yourself away from watching the news on CNBC constantly is to to start thinking about, you know, the what next. And people will live 25, 30 years in retirement, which is as long as they've worked in some cases. So it's it, very important to, to lay out a plan of, you know, what comes next. You know, what are they going to do with their life? What are you know, what are their goals? What's, what's your week going to be like? What's your, what do you want to do? How do you want to spend your time? These are important things because you, you've, you've been regimented in working nine to five or, you know, nine to nine your whole life. And now you're going to be given plenty of time and now also the responsibility of this money. So it's not just important to focus on the money side, but focus on the, the human side of what, you know, what do we do next? What do we want to do? That's absolutely right. I, I'm finding that that's uh, one of the real challenges I'm having is is finding, you know, how do you fill this time that you've got? Now, we seem to do it, but uh, I'm not sure we're doing it intelligently. Craig? Well, you've got the you've got the wine community there, so you, apparently you're you're doing something right. So. <laughs> That's a good yeah. start. Uh, so, yeah. anyway. so we've got from two o'clock in the afternoon on covered. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, down here, they say it's not, wine is not just a breakfast drink anymore. So anyway, <laughs> we uh, now we uh, yeah we um, I find that the the time. You know, when I started thinking, well, I won't fill up the time, and then you find that there's a lot of things that, that take time, some things that are just normal in the normal daily events, but also um, in this community, uh, there's a lot of volunteering, which I do, and there's some lots of obviously physical uh, act and intellectual types of activities and, uh, that you can participate in, and it's, it's a very vibrant community, and, and if I can reflect what other people told me. They thought I was going to have all this time, and now I'm wondering, uh, maybe I ought to go back to work because I don't seem to have time anymore to do what I want to do because <laughs> they get obligated for things. So it's it's a, it's a very interesting dynamic, but I think that, um, and, and back to what Jeff was saying, and we've said in, in previous shows, is, is that this is, uh, you know, making sound decisions about how you want to spend your time, that you're going to be you know, much more, highly satisfied with with your life if you're doing things that have some um, you know specific meaning to you or of interest to you and and that seems to be a theme over and over and over again um, in terms of happiness as well as longevity what what i see from the financial advising side is that as people have focused on the money you, you know we try to get them to see from a uh, a financial planning standpoint is that the, the, we want them to keep the same standard of living in retirement as they do when they were working. But again, with the, all of this free time bill, as as you know, n- now uh, if we help them identify those goals of what they want to do, and and we always plan for, basically we don't listen to the client, is we plan for them to spend more money in the beginning years of retirement than they've ever spent. They're going to continue yeah. the same standard of living, but now they are, they're going to look for that, that river cruise or they're, they're going to explore the you know, Yellowstone or they're going to take the grandkids on a, a vacation or in one client in particular, take a, uh, the entire family to Italy. I mean, these are, you know, uh, these are life goals. And what we call those are you know, critical financial events or what are those things that we want to help clients plan for 
that are above and beyond just the, the normal uh, daily living expenses. And history tells us that certainly because, and we have to prompt clients in some case to think about it, is uh, um, now you're as young and you're as healthy as you're going to be. And now is the time to do some of those things that you've worked your entire life to do. And when working with a financial advisor, we can show you exactly what that means. If I take that cruise, if I, I do that trip with the grandchildren, or I spend three months in Florida, um, uh, what does it mean for me financially? And we have to empirically show them, okay, this is how what it means, and and prompt them to start thinking about the things that they want to do. Because later in life, you may not get a chance to do those things. I, I've heard. Uh, I don't wanted your take on this, Jeff. That that uh, the the people that that have the most difficulty doing what you say are the people who have been most successful at saving for retirement and, and, and planning for that and being frugal. Uh, is that your experience? Absolutely. And yesterday was a, 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 a um, was a, an example of that meeting with a, a client who has, again, they've done all the heavy lifting their whole life. They've lived a, a, a frugal lifestyle. They've amassed a, a large sum of money. And now comes the point where, well, they're, they're content but then after, you know, discussing with them is that, you know, the concerns are, well, we really like to take that trip uh, to Montana to see the family who's, you know, in the Air Force. And we'd like to extend our, uh, our stay in Florida from one month to two. And you know what? Our car is 13 years old and it's running fine. But, you know, uh, is, uh, should we really get a car? And if we can still get it at low interest rates, what do you think? Should we do that? And to kind of, you know, move the conversation to the reality of uh, those things. And, oh, by the way, I'm going to need a new roof next year. Well, a new roof is going to cost us $15,000. Let me show you in the plan what that looks like. And let's, let's alleviate the anxiety that comes with, you know, managing the wealth, but also planning for what you do with it, you know, going forward. Jeff, I, I understand you brought something up uh, talking about the car that rang a bell with me. And uh, I, I know that it depends on each individual circumstances, and that's why we come to people like you who know more than we do. But do you find that generally retirees are too quick to take out long-term loans as, a, as opposed to making the investment and just paying cash for something if they're able to? Well, you know, uh, getting to the financial side is, uh, you know, the, the interest rate environment dictates w what could be the right thing to do. Uh, you know, uh, if uh, Nissan yesterday is still uh, on some models has 0% financing for six months. So, you know, the question of uh, for someone who's always paid cash for their cars, do you want to walk into the Nissan dealer and pay cash for that car? Or do we take that money and put it in a, you know, a 10-year treasury uh, with 2.8% yield and just simply pay the car off over 60 months? Well, at 0% financing, you know, the person who invests that money will likely be better off. The question of the, you know, the art of the financial advising comes if, you know, if the client is not sleeping well at 2 o'clock in the morning waking up because they have a they have a car payment, then it's not worth it. And then, you know, we need to know what the emotional side is as well for clients. But, to, you know, in a, we have to deal with the interest rate environment and what's, what would work best for the client. So, 
Um, you know, in that case, you, you, you know your client, you know what would work best. And I'm sure our client is shopping for a, a, a Nissan today and is, you know, looking at 0% financing for 60 months. I know that Craig sent you some information before we got together this morning. And one of the things that he talked about was what, what are the common errors, mistakes that you see retirees make in their financial planning? Uh, their financial lives. Could you look at some of that for us? Yeah, I think the the one thing that is uh, an absolute when we meet with our clients or, or, or people that are introduced to us in our practice is to make sure that the legal paperwork is complete and updated. And we all are, are at fault at some point for uh, for letting this slide. But the reality is, is that it, it, you could be the greatest financial advisor in the world and you could pick Coke over Pepsi or Google over uh, Amazon and you can make all the right decisions. But if, if the, the basic, as Craig had alluded to, the blocking and tackling, if those, if those things that you do not want done uh, you know, uh, when you pass away or through your lifetime, uh, are, if they are not done and, and set in stone legally, then everything can go wrong. Um, and it, it, you know, in the in in our business, it, things get very complex. It's never as simple as husband and wife pass away, leave the, the money to the children, anything that's left, and it goes all equally, and everything is fine. In in some cases, there are special needs, or there are trusts which need to be created to protect, uh, you know, certain. Uh, children or spouses, and then there's the uh, all the the tax and legal that goes with it. So I think one of the basic things to get done is uh, first and foremost is protect yourself um, and your legacy with uh, making sure your updated uh, uh, legal paperwork is complete. One of the things that was uh, was very helpful is, this, is that uh, when we and early on when we first started with this, that Jeff was in touch with our attorneys in, in touch with our accountants, uh, and, 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 and we were all over, you know, things like, uh, you know, powers of attorney and putting those blocks in place so that, you know, it was, it was set and we didn't have to then go back and worry about those or play catch up, uh, which sometimes you can't do if, if you wait too long to do that. So anyway, that's, that's, I can attest to the fact that, that that's, very comforting, and I think that's one of the things that I find really helpful is that I, I tend to be a, a worrier about things, and uh, and, uh, and and so that one of Jeff's goals, which he's been able to successfully do, is to is to uh, relieve the anxiety so I can sleep at night. So that's always always a good thing. Absolutely, and Jeff, we know that Craig is not typical, but. <laughs> <laughs> but is it is it very unusual to find people who change financial advisors after retirement? They've worked with somebody for a while and it's just not working for them, and so they feel comfortable enough to explore and find someone like yourself that they do like. Well, I think you know. First off, Craig is exceptional, not typical. So, yeah, it's not it's not uncommon. How do you pay because, him, Craig? <laughs> uh, How are you it, it, 
<laughs> it, it's not uncommon because the 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 the, the reality is, is that majority of clients' uh, wealth in most cases resides in their retirement plan at work, and they may have some money with a financial advisor. Uh, and may be comfortable with that relationship where they have some uh, after-tax money with the financial advisor, but the, the core of their investments are with a, their 401k. And they've, you know, especially in the case of like the last 10 years, is that the market's been pretty good since the, you know, the financial crash in 2008-2009. So um, the clients tend to not make uh, significant changes when the market cures a lot of ills is that you, you know you really don't know what you what you don't know when it comes to retirement time you think well now I uh, uh, I have this pile of cash so I should be okay when the reality is is that if you were if your your relationship is close with your financial advisor through the the ending years of retirement that the retiring is seamless and there's no real investment decisions to be made we we now are you know able for clients to uh, that are on that are still working we we can help them uh in an advisory relationship help them allocate their their 401k's to you know, make sure they're just not throwing money at it and, you know, doing things that investing as a 65-year-old, how a 25-year-old should be. So not unusual to, for somebody to get to retirement and think, you know what, I need something different because I now have this, you know, I have the responsibility of all this cash that was sitting in my retirement plan. So it's not unusual at all. Yeah, I, uh, you know, in my own case, you know, it's, I had uh, – just um, not felt I was getting quite the the um, uh, the returns that we should with it, with the market that had had turned you know very nicely in in, in a positive way and also just had some so you know just a kind of a, a feel that the, there was just something was missing and um, you know and and uh, you know one of the things that that Jeff helped do was take a look and see what we had and where the good parts were and also where some of the weak points were and uh and and that's you know that again was was helpful in swaying the decision to to make a move um but uh and as you say I'm either unusual or acceptable or exceptional or both but uh but <laughs> other acceptable. other yeah acceptable well that depends on who you ask but the um uh Jeff any other reasons people give you for coming uh to you and making that change well, it's just that, you know, at some point, people, um, again, with large uh, retirement assets um, uh, or especially into retirement, uh, you know, find themselves fixated on what the TV and what, you know, whether you switch from Bloomberg to CNBC and now you feel like, you, you know, the, um, you're, you're tied to the markets and what's going on in the markets and it really – you need help with, you know, how do I look at my portfolio and how do I manage the risk? You know, the number one thing that we talk to clients about is management of risk. Um, and, you know, if markets are good, you, you know, you expect returns, you know, commensurate with that. And by markets, there are many different markets, whether the stock market, the bond market, real estate. And and so there's a lot of different, but how do all those pieces fit? So at some point, um, you know, in our business, we are we are only introduced to new clients from our clients. So we have clients who understand our our system, what we call our our legacy playbook, what, what, what you know all the plays that go into that, and then um, and when they introduce that to other people, that hey, here's a way to remove that anxiety of what the TV is telling you, 
um, um, you know, talk to this advisor or talk to us. So we, you know, that's how we, uh, uh, that's how our business works. And again, you know, uh, manage the risk of the markets and the portfolio and, uh, um, you know, act prudently. Those are uh, tenants that we, we hold near and dear. I know from my my years in business that uh, that word of mouth is the strongest uh, recommendation you can get. All the fancy ads and stuff like that, and it may get somebody to contact you, but that's not gonna not gonna you know uh, make the day for you. So that's uh, that's how Jeff and I have found each other, and again through a friend who I respect deeply and very discerning uh, when it comes to these financial matters. And not that others aren't, but it's just uh, it was. That was the, the tipping point for me to say, yes, I think I want to have a conversation. And when we did, the decision was made. Well, if, if that's true, the word of mouth is the best, and I'm guessing that it is as well. You're in great shape, Jeff, because Craig talks a lot. <laughs> Just better be on the right side, that's all. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But, you know, from my perspective, from a personal perspective, and I've done this for 28 years, is that what an amazing job I have to meet people like Craig um, that have, you know, built their own business. You know, if you read Craig's book, you know, they started with $300 and a dream. Uh, it, it, this is an amazing job. I work to, I get to work with uh, uh, amazing people with great stories and, you know, you find out uh, to be involved in their really their day-to-day lives um is you know i feel privileged to to have this job there's not a day or uh as i tell my son who's now in the business now is that there's um there's never that sunday afternoon feeling where oh i have to go to work uh work uh on monday morning is that you know luckily we have a a career that you know we we really look forward to getting in here and uh and working with our clients i mean because we get to you know, we get to live vicariously through the the trips and the and the view that Craig's looking at, which I know is really good. So, Bill, if you <laughs> haven't seen it, 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 it's everything that it's cracked up to be. Yeah, well, that, that's a wonderful perspective. I like that outlook. You mentioned the uh, the explosion of uh, well, you didn't mention that, but you talked about a variety of sources of information that are now available on television to everyone. And to me, it's been almost an explosion of financial information that's out there. Has that made your job more difficult? You know, in some ways, it, it has not, because I think the the the, the typical or uh, the uh, the normal person, you know, has an expertise in some area, and then to be bombarded with, uh, you know, people uh, listen on the TV that that uh, that seem to have all the answers all the time, and we're bombarded with this. Uh, information we are uh inundated with it and we're you know everyone's trying to find ways you know to kind of cut back on it is you know how often do i check my email or you know to turn the tv off in the house or, or the office when i'm watching when you know business news is on is that in in some sense it's gotten so uh overwhelming that uh people understand that there is a significant need for um, you know financial advice especially someone who can help them with you know, not just to, do you buy stock or bonds or a combination of the two, but again, somebody who's going to help you with all of those critical financial events that you have now and will have in the future. Um, that's not, a, you know, it, that's far different than, um, you know, the emerging market yesterday went down because the dollar strengthened. 
Well, to most people that that that, that you, we might as well speak Greek when they talk about that. Yeah. So um, they want to work with somebody who understands their situation, but also that person. You know, uh, I know exactly why the emerging market went down because the dollar strengthened. Um, we have to have that you know baseline knowledge, but what's more important is that we we know uh, how it how it works for the client and uh, whether we should be in emerging markets going forward uh, based on what the client needs. So in some ways, it's actually made it easier uh, with all this information overload. Yeah, and I I you know I I love information as you probably. And gathering, believe it or not, I like taking it in as much as I like, you know, like broadcasting it. But but you know, and I, and I'll send Jeff things not as a you know you know should, should we do this? Should we buy this stock or whatever? Not that type of thing, but just um, you know, out of you know, here's something that I read that was interesting, and you know, mm-hmm. and nine ninety nine times out of a hundred, he's not only. Uh, aware of that, they've already anticipated it, and uh, so it's it's one of those things. You know, it's nice to know that uh, you know that they're watching this all the time, whereas you know we're picking up sound bites from uh, from people that have a have a point of view or or uh, whatever that may or may not reflect reality. It's like people that focus on the Dow Jones and think that oh it went down today, we lost money. Well, you know, that may not really be the case. So. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, but it but it is uh, it uh, must be a tough uh, tough juggle for for you, Jeff, to have to uh, sort out you know the the uh, uh, the, the client that that uh, thinks they knew more than they do and and uh, you know really needs that gentle nudge uh, to do things. I'm you know pretty trusting about once I commit to say you know this is uh, this is where we want to go. It's in his hands. He knows better than me. We'll run by decisions by and then we'll talk about it and go from there, but uh, the advice has always been sound. Jeff, do you, do you, you know, Craig said that he contacts you when, and, and shares articles and information with you that he's heard or seen or read. Um, do, do clients talk to their financial planners enough, or typically are they hesitant to contact I'd, I'd probably err on the side of hesitant to contact. I mean, you know, one of the tenants that we talk about when Craig and I first met is that, you know, for our business and in doing this, you know, long enough is that the first thing we have to make make uh, sure of from both sides, the client and uh, from our side, is that is this a good fit? And that is this going to be a, a good personal relationship and financial relationship where it, it makes sense because – it's certainly you don't want to be involved with a, uh, an advisor uh, or in any walk of life where when I see that Craig calls on the phone, that I want to make sure that all the people here in the office see that it's Craig Ryder and everyone wants to pick up the phone and say hi to Craig, is that that's a good fit. Is that whether whatever we're working on, that's a good fit. So if it's a, a relationship where we're expected to do something for a client that's out of our comfort zone, whether that's, you know, are we the the best picker of small cap, you know, energy stocks, um, or do we, you know, we, can we trade small penny stocks? Well, that's not a good fit for us because we we don't have an expertise in that. So upfront, if it's a good fit. Um, with your financial advisor, if you feel comfortable with your financial advisor, then you're going to, uh, it's going to be much easier for your financial advisor to make sure they're contacting you. You never feel at odds when you're contacting them. So you need to, because this is a long-term relationship, is that you got to feel like, hey, I just want to have a question answered. Pick up the phone, call Jeff. 
and uh, and have that answered. And we want to be the we want to pick up the phone on the other end. So I mean, it, it, people don't talk about that, but the the business part of it is if it's if it's done properly on the front end, that it's a, a, a this this is a good match, then it should continue to be because your um, you know your expectations are aligned. That's a page out of the book of attracting perfect customers, which you know, the main premise was, you know, uh, who is it that you absolutely love to work with uh, and come away energized and excited? And who is it uh, that absolutely loves having you work with them? And you put those two together and you basically have taken away any competition that might possibly be there. But, uh, you know, being able to sort out what what that looks like and then going from there uh, is, is just critical. Well, we've got about uh, two minutes left, Jeff. Uh, so I, I don't want to skip this part. If if people listening to the recording or listening to us live, we've got a couple out there, and uh, they want to get in touch with you because they think you might have some information to share with them, um, how would they do that? Well, the best way in this uh, electronic era is uh, by email, and that's uh, my email is Jeff, J-E-F-F, at... J M as in Michael G as in George, the word wealth. So it's Jeff at jmgwealth.com. Okay. That's great. Um, yeah, they yeah, get a response. We we certainly hope so. Uh any parting thoughts for the uh, for the retirees, those of us out in the great hinterland here? Yeah, you know, if I could, for those that are just, especially just starting, is that take the time to plan. If I could say the one, ant, uh, you know, when when life changes, if you remember the story of Lou Holtz where when he was a young coach, uh, he read that his head coach got fired. And then he he got energized, as Lou Holtz always did, and he said, um, <laughs> I, I'm going to do 100 things before I retire. And that was, you know, Coach Notre Dame, meet the Pope, whitewater river rafting, and do all this stuff. And then, um, so he was a planner, and he would get stuff done. But, of course, when the head coach loses his job, so does the assistant coach, and Coach Holtz lost his job. And uh, Mrs. Holtz came over, wrote underneath it, 101, and she wrote down, get a job to kind of focus him in on what to do next. And I would say to the clients is that, you know, your job is plan on what you're going to do, what you're going to enjoy, what your life is going to look like. Because if, you're in, if, you're, if your goal was to just relax, sit by the pool and read a book, there's only going to be so many good days for the pool and only so, many, you know, so much um, you can sit outside. To be successful in retirement, I think you have to plan for it um, uh, and uh, then you'll be successful. That's great advice, Jeff. Thank you very much. That's uh, Jeff coming to us from where in Pennsylvania? Enola? Enola, uh, which is across the river, from the beautiful Susquehanna River from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Jeff, that half hour goes fast, doesn't it? Sure does. Okay, Thank you, you very much, Jeff. Jeff great. At Jeff at jmgwealth.com. Jeff at jmgwealth.com, um, and he'll be happy to answer some questions and maybe be of some assistance to you. Craig, thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week, and we'll see what we're going to do. Always good to be with you, Bill, and thanks again, Jeff. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Jeff, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll see everyone next week on Help, I Am Retired. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.